Welcome to the Health and Wellness Show, everybody. Today is Friday, October 6, 2017. My name is Jonathan. I'll be your host for today. Uh, joining me in our virtual studio from all over the planet, we have Erica, Doug, and Elliot. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hey, Elliot is there. We were having some difficulties. Glad you made it. Yep. I'm here. Awesome. Awesome. We, uh, we are missing Gabby and uh, Tiffany today, so we'll hopefully uh, talk to them next week. Uh, today, uh, our topic is chemtrails, flat earthers, and mental disintegration. What's wrong with these people? Hmm. So we, we want to talk about, uh, kind of like a mental health, uh, perspective on, uh, conspiracy theory. So it should be an interesting show. We're just going to have a kind of a conversation around this because of course, you know, a lot of the information is, you know, conspiracies themselves, theories are hmm. speculative. A lot of the time, mm-hmm. so you know we, we're not going to be throwing out a bunch of uh, hard data, but we want to talk about you know uh, what makes up <clears throat> this kind of approach to uh, reality uh, and what happens when your attention is drawn away from problems or situations in the world that are are you know either real or more legitimate in some way than what you're focusing on. What causes mm-hmm. people to divert to that? Uh, so. I guess kicking it off, uh, I want to play devil's advocate a little bit because I think some weird things, right? Like, uh, there's, you know, specifically regarding like theories about extraterrestrial life or what, you know, mm-hmm. are there, are there multiple dimensions and do they interact with our dimension? Are these things possible? Like I think about all this stuff, which sounds totally nutty to the average person. So mm-hmm. my question to kick off the discussion would be how different is that from me? say thinking the earth is flat <laughs> that's so I'm well that's a big big jump okay <laughs> that's that's what i'm wondering yeah i mean I, re- I i have my own answer but i want to see what you guys think did we lose jonathan there oh <clears throat> did you lose me no i should be here i thought i thought you caught off for a second okay my bad oh, okay. maybe i cut off Oh, so but I, I, think, I have my um, own answer to that question, but I wanted to see what you guys think. Yeah. Okay. I I think that, well, for me personally, anyway, I think that uh, a lot of it comes down to um, evidence. You know, it's like is uh, if you are out there and really kind of have a, an honest search for the truth and what is actually going on. Um, I think that's different than kind of clinging on to something that maybe makes you feel more comfortable. Um, so I know, I, I think we're going to get into this a lot more, but I think, you know, just right off the bat, I would say that, you know, somebody who is, who is kind of really, you know, perplexed about something and wants to know why things are the way they are and will continue to search until they get a good answer and are able to kind of, I think a lot of it also comes down to being able to hold an idea in your head without necessarily like fully identifying with it and, you know, just being like, um, you know, kind of taking an uh, an easy answer or an answer that's been given by somebody else and just kind of clinging on to that. Um, because I think that a lot of people, when they are searching for answers, you, you kind of have this drive for an answer. And it's kind of like it's yeah. uncomfortable to not have an answer and to not know why things are the way they are. And I think that uh, a lot of people end up falling into these kind of traps, for lack of a better term, because they want to just kind of end that discomfort. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with Doug here, um, and I think that um, one of the factors that comes into play here is um, 
I guess the willingness to um, to dedicate time and effort and study and and put lots of mm. hard work into into trying to find an answer um, because I think um, for, for a lot of people um, when they come across certain information or they um, they become familiar with many of these conspiracy theories and stuff. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's it's very easy to just discount. Um, is that the right word? I think it's I think it's maybe like like Doug said it. So so you have this this sort of um, drive to to find answers because you know you're being lied to in some way. Um, but I think the problem is is that people just want the answers they're not willing to put in the work to find the answers and so mm. when 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 you have when you have a situation whereby people just kind of they they want to be told what the truth is um then i think you you sort of set yourself up for a position whereby um anything that sort of goes against the established narrative um is is sort of taken on by people uh, who who aren't necessarily willing to to research it further, or really just don't have the qualifications to make any assumptions about that. Like you mentioned, flat Earth, and I think unless you are like an astrophysicist, I mean, how could you even how could you make any solid statement about whether the Earth was flat or not? Um, so, mm. but I think people take it take it upon themselves to do so. That's a good point, and that kind of hits on something I was thinking too. Like, I. Um, <clears throat> Like, for instance, uh, atheists versus Christians, let's say, simple example. A dogmatic atheist is, is just as closed-minded as a dogmatic Christian, in my mind. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and so, like, somebody who says, like, would, I'm sure you guys have all seen or come across, like, the flat earth proofs. That's where I feel like mm. I, I got into a discussion with a friend of mine about this and was just like, I, uh, if you really, let's say, for the sake of the argument, we discount astronomical data and you know images from space and stuff like that okay we'll throw that out for a moment i can't know i I can't prove it either way so i'll find out when i'm dead you know and that that Mm -hmm. bugged the crap out of them because it was like well you don't care you know how can you not care about something that's really interesting and i was like yeah don't don't get me wrong you know i think it's goofy but i do think it's interesting at the very least (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's it, it can't be said that it's boring, but it, it's like um, it, it, you got to have a, a, an open mind when you're approaching it. And anytime you you get two factions kind of on one issue, they they seem to go to the dogmatic extremes of both sides. You know, well, where like I I don't know, like I I kind of feel like um, even if you do take the, take away the the kind of uh, you know, going out into space and taking pictures and that kind of thing, which, you know, the flat earthers all discount because they say that it's all photoshopped and that, um, yeah, and that NASA is just yeah. faking all this kind of stuff. There is, There are still ways to kind of determine that the earth is round. Like, I mean, they've right. known that the earth is round for a long time without um, without having spaceships or, or satellites or anything like yeah. that. So totally. it, it's kind of like... And, and that's where I think the, the 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 problem really comes in with this is that it's that you know you do have kind of very simple explanations um, yeah. for how you can determine your for yourself that things are kind of disappearing on the horizon in a, such a way that um, you know it 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 shows that there is a curvature to the Earth. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like you know it goes a lot beyond you know just having you know convex um, windows on airplanes. Yes, 
yeah, I totally agree. I should clarify that when I said for the sake of that argument with with some other person that that uh, not just throwing out stuff from NASA. It was like let's let's throw out all recorded scientific data. I'm standing here with my eyes. The best I got is a ship disappearing over the horizon, right? Um, yeah. the, the best the best you've got is I can see something 200 miles away or something. You know, there's like it, once you get into that argument without using recorded data then you just come up against a wall i think uh, uh unless like you said you're 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 using your logic and your <laughs> reason and approach to reality um yeah. what bothers me about that too is because i i do think i don't think it's impossible that 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 nasa would fake some photos i do think it's very no. very unlikely that they faked all the photos <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? so and that's they've been kind faking of them since what like, the 60s yeah so we don't need to delve into that black hole necessarily uh, <laughs> because it, it does it just goes round and round and that i think is an interesting psychological part of this whole thing that there are these topics that you can get into discussions with people where you will hit a wall and <clears throat> and you are just you're literally like man i just can't be with you on this i think this and they're like i can't be with you on that you know i think the other thing you're like all right let's talk about the weather i guess you know <laughs> yeah. or something else <laughs> But I do think that that you know it, it's just a certain resistance on the on the, the the flat earthers part, because you know there are very you, you can sit down and show mathematically why this is the way it is. You know you can yes. you can show different diagrams, you can do all these different things, where you can you can show exactly how it works. But then there's all these kind of counter arguments that come in, where it's kind of like it, it, it's a certain level of kind of willful ignorance, I guess. And it's yeah. I think. I think what it really comes down to is that that these people have kind of a different sort of perception and maybe aren't quite able to perceive or hold the idea in their head that things don't necessarily coincide with exactly what they see in front of them. You know, That's the whole argument yeah. comes like a lot of people kind of are like, well, you know, I look at the horizon and it's flat. <laughs> Therefore, the earth is is flat. It's not round. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's kind of like that's like a jumping off point, and then that can get into all the more complicated things. One of the interesting things I saw, sorry, I'm rambling on a little bit here, but, no, you fine. know, when researching the show, some of the stuff I was looking into was like all these different celebrities who have come out and said, yep, Earth's flat. Mm. And it's interesting to look at the Twitter arguments they've had with people and stuff like that. And it kind of seems, it always seems to get to a place where people are like, well, you know, I can't really explain it, but you should research it the way that I researched it. And I'm like, well, you know, obviously these people don't have, a really firm idea of why they think that the earth is flat. You know, it's yeah. kind of like it comes down to that, you know, I, the idea that it's round doesn't fit in with their perspective. Somebody out there has gone into some kind of detailed analysis of why the earth is, is flat. And they've just kind of glommed onto that because I, I rarely see like Shaquille O'Neal or like Tila, what's her name? Tila Tequila or yeah. I don't know. B.O.B., who I'd never actually previously heard of before. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's lots of them out there, right? And he kind of just says, like, no, you know, their their response is always, like, do the research. And it's like, yeah. well, okay, if I did the research, I would find that, yes, in fact, the earth is round. So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's kind of like, it, it's kind of like they, they have this perception and are much more comfortable with the idea that, that what their eyes are telling them is the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's an interesting thing. Even if you come at it from like a really personal perspective, too, 
like uh, another thing. So my dad worked for many years in uh, uh, his PhD is in microwave technology. And he worked on like, you know, hmm. uh, radio telescopes that look into space. And so hmm. <clears throat> that's come up where like, oh, man, you know, I hate to tell this, tell you this about your dad, but he's just part of the establishment. You know, like he just got brainwashed, like all the rest of them. Like, oh. man, I really don't think so. You know, <laughs> I just, be, you know, I, and I'm, I'm super open-minded. I would admit it if I thought so, but I really don't, you know, it's like, yeah, it just, oh, it's such a fascinating thing, I think. And the fact that it, uh, is one of these things now here's to, to keep on the topic of our discussion and draw veins between, so chemtrails, flat earth, um, we also wanted to discuss, uh, the idea of crisis actors. Now I realize it's a touchy mm -hmm. subject right now because of what just happened in Las Vegas. So we don't want to impugn anyone's memory, you know what I mean? Uh, and so, but that topic tying in with these other ones, my point being these things ruin friendships, which is really fascinating mm -hmm. to me. And it's just like politics almost in a way where you can have people who have been friends for 20, 30 years and you start getting into, what do you think? What do I think? And it becomes a point like, man, I just can't hang out with you right now. You know, um, mm -hmm. now I'm, I feel fortunate that that hasn't happened to me a hundred percent it's happened a little bit to the point where there's kind of like a thing now you know that that, that you have that's different between you. it's like if you were like a radical progressive liberal who was friends with a you know log cabin republican or something <laughs> so uh that's what's fascinating to me is that it's so deeply entrenched it's not something that you could just say oh well, that's interesting but let's still hang out mm -hmm. you know it yeah. i think because it's it's so radically, uh, I guess it's so crazy, you know, like, um, what's really interesting is that a lot of the people who ascribe to the idea of chemtrails and flat earth and, um, crisis actors, they, it, it's like, uh, they ascribe to all of them, you know, everything is a big conspiracy. It's like, um, in my experience from speaking to the people that I know who, um, who sort of, who believe these, I believe these things to be true. Um, it was interesting because when we, when we were looking at the topics for the show, it was like, I can think of a couple of people who I know who, who ascribe to all of these things. You know, they think the earth is flat. Mm. They think that every, um, mass shooting is, uh, is like a Hollywood production. And they hmm. also take pictures of the skies, you know. So <laughs> it seems to be like uh, a lot of the people, you know, they they uh, for, the way that I see it is that it seems like when someone realizes that the world is not necessarily the way that they thought it was before, they start hmm. digging deep into these things, and then it's almost like they reach a point where um, they they. They can see that they've been lied to, but they completely throw the baby out with the bathwater and they assume mm -hmm. that every single thing is a lie. And so it's like they they then search for anything that is, is the opposite of the official narrative. So, uh, you know, anyone who reads SART knows that a lot of the things that we are told are simply not true or they are um, they are. <sighs> Managed. altered in some way they're managed yeah the perception of the population is managed in some way but to say that certain events 
simply because the establishment says that they took place, it automatically means that some, no, it couldn't have happened. It's all a lie. It's just like complete black and white thinking. Mm. And it's like people, so many people jump onto this. I think, I guess it provides some answers for them. But when you kind of dig into the arguments, there aren't really any answers that can be given. Like, for instance, I've had a couple conversations with people about the flat earth theory. And so one of the ideas is, is about gravity. And so they say, okay, so gravity, you know, the idea is debated. The whole it, gravity is simply just a theory. Um, and mm. therefore, you know, there have been lots of scientists in the past who have basically argued against the official or the sort of accepted um, theories of gravity. It's like, okay, so you have that one idea. And it's like, you could see that and you could say, well, okay, we probably don't understand gravity very well. We know a certain number of things about it but there's probably multiple holes in our understanding and yeah there will probably be a paradigm shift in the future whereby we understand it um with with more clarity you know Mm. but instead of doing that (laughs) it's like they say okay so gravity is disputed therefore it cannot exist (laughs) it's like you jump to the opposite end of the spectrum and so, you know, when you, when you have a conversation with someone like this, they say, well, gravity doesn't exist. And so you ask, okay, so if gravity doesn't exist, then why is it that when you jump up um, that you come back down to the ground? And they say, well, that's just like an, a natural thing that happens. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> well, I think that's what gravity is, isn't it? Is, isn't, that, isn't that the idea? Yes. You know, Some the of them have a... Um, some of them have a more complicated answer than that, actually. There's there's actually an article uh, that I don't actually think is on site, but uh, it, it's called uh, 10 Absurd Claims of Modern Flat Earth Conspiracy Theorists. And some of these are just, gr- like, you know, they're, they're hilarious, actually. Yeah. But the, yeah. the one uh, about gravity, it seems that, you know, it, it kind of seems like they're starting from a premise from what they see. So like I was saying before, you know, they, they see a flat horizon, therefore the Earth is flat. And then in order to explain that, they have to come up with these really complicated explanations rather than kind of going with Occam's razor and saying the most simple answer is probably the answer. Um, but they say that gravity doesn't actually exist because if the Earth is just a flat disk, then it wouldn't uh, adhere to the laws of gravity as we know them. So what they say is that there's something called universal acceleration. So not only is the Earth a flat disk, it is accelerating upward at a particular speed that causes momentum, and therefore we have what appears to be gravity. Yeah. And it's like, well, why, why, why so complicated? You know, it just right. <laughs> not that gravity isn't complicated, but it just seems like that that you know they just have to keep on adding things onto their model in order yeah. to explain what what can't possibly exist if the Earth is a flat disk. Yeah, it's but I think it's bothersome because there are a lot of really creative people, right? I mean, mm. <laughs> yeah, to come up with that. <laughs> And to, to yeah. stretch for explanations and then come up with explanations that make sense to yourself and kind of make sense, you know, if you if you don't look into it, right? You'd be like, <laughs> oh, well, that sounds fancy. Uh, you know, but it, it's like a deviation from Occam's razor almost. Like uh, a similar yeah. thing with the crisis actors too. It's like uh, and I've had this similar discussion. Like why, uh, you know, okay, let's say false flag attack perpetrated by some element within the government Let, let's say that that's kind of like the base argument okay how did they perpetrate it you know was it faked 
to scare people or was it done for real and actually killed people? Why, you know, first of all, the premise that they give, pardon my French, but two shits about anybody's life. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> why, why would they hire a group of, of actors who needed to be maintained and watched and monitored uh, mm-hmm. instead of just doing an attack, you know, the, the way they would do it. Like that's, you know, I know that's dark, but if you approach that from that angle, I think Occam's razor says that it's uh, impractical to hire a bunch of actors. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you look yeah. at the logistics of an operation like that, I mean, you, I've tried to get my head around this in the past and you think this is not just any normal Hollywood production. I mean, this is like a mass operation. You would have to have so many funds. You would have to make sure that no one spoke out. You would have Mm -hmm. to, I mean, the sheer coordination and sort of um, organization of this whole idea is so sort of phenomenal that it's like, okay, so the powers that be or these particular individuals who would want to lead you to believe that there was a mass shooting, why would they go to so much trouble uh, uh, like orchestrating this fantastic production when they could just hire a couple people who like to kill people, you know, hire a couple mercenaries, you know, there's lots of people who really enjoy the, you know, inflicting suffering on other people. Why why can't you just hire a couple of them and get them to do the dirty work for you? You know, it's, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's un it's unbelievably complicated. The idea that these yeah. that these you know tragedies are happening and and all the stuff, all the people um, who are involved in it and on the news and whatnot are, are actors. It's like yeah. it, it really it's like the same thing could be said about the whole chemtrail thing too. It's like to have a worldwide conspiracy of planes spraying everywhere, just commercial pa- um, passenger jets spraying on the population you know you have to have the uh production of whatever it is that they're spraying you have to have all the pilots need to be in on it you know all the the ground crew has to be in on it like and the idea that you could employ like you know probably like millions of people worldwide or at the very least hundreds of thousands and you know have complete tight-lipped security on the whole thing is just ridiculous like there's no way and you know yeah anyway it's it's just ridiculous no, I feel you there. That's why I feel like, um, and this is hard to frame, but there's something is being done to nuance. Like nuance is being routed out in a way uh, mm. when you talk about these kind of things because it's like um, <clears throat> there's different kind of uh, how do I say this? They're ruining fringe topics for the rest of us. That's what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's like so. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in the idea of like, uh, well, interested is a weird word, but, uh, the, the idea of like the Manchurian candidate, you know, mind, mind programmed, uh, you know, uh, attackers, um, green bombing, uh, the fact that that's possible, the fact that it has been done. Um, <clears throat> so that in itself is really fringe to a lot of people and sounds super complicated and weird. Uh, so, you know, let's say hypothetically I find myself on whatever side of society over there is like the buttoned up, you know, authoritarian follower side. And over here is people who try to think about alternative things. Well, on the alternative side of thing, now there are factions happening there where it's like, okay, I think these things are really interesting and and probably happening. I disagree with you about those things, but now we've split again and we're going to keep splitting Mm -hmm. and splitting to the point where nobody can have a nuanced 
discussion about anything that's going on. What about this? What about that? You know, it's all about mm-hmm. like, you know, how come you're ignoring the obvious, bro? You know, uh, and it just it just puts the brakes on any kind of uh, actual discussion about it. That's what bothers me. Uh, it, it, do, yeah. it bothers me less so that people are being really uh, zany and and, uh, and and illogical, and more so that like we just can't talk about it anymore. Same thing with like the progressive liberal ideology, you know, the, and a lot of that stuff. I would love to have conversations with people about that, but it, it's become nigh impossible to do so. Mm. It it seems like there's a, a certain degree of sort of programming that, that is involved here, whether it's conscious or not. Um, and there's there's a certain a mindset that comes with these kind of beliefs, and it's almost as if the 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 ideas that are portrayed by these specific theories um, they they come up with an answer for every counter argument. It's like mm-hmm. if you speak to a flat earther um, and you say, uh, you know, you provide some some kind of evidence, they'll say, oh, yeah, well, that was provided by NASA um, and NASA yeah. was created by Nazis. And so um, you, you, you have to discount everything that NASA say. And, and they, they have answers for everything. Um, and so yeah. it's very, very, very difficult to, to have a rational discussion um, about what may or may not be true and i think a lot of these people are probably well-meaning um and are pro or were at some point searching for answers because they saw that something was wrong um but but when it gets to that point it's it's kind of like their ability to critically analyze information kind of goes down the pothole um and this Mm. is what makes me think and there's a lot of people who 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 say that this is this is the case. I haven't seen any uh, direct evidence of this, but it would make a lot of sense if this was sort of an intelligently directed operation, uh, like a, a counterintelligence operation. You know, a lot of oh. these things, mm-hmm. they they stink of counterintelligence because yeah. mm-hmm. if you can effectively neutralize a population of free thinkers or, or people who may be deemed as a threat to the established uh, narrative then i guess one of the a great way to do that would would be to purport would be to you know disseminate disinformation um to a mm-hmm. point whereby these people to the ordinary population these people sound crazy and with all right i mean <laughs> you know if you speak to any rational person talking about the earth being flat then they will say you know what the hell are you talking about (laughs) they'll think you're you're mad but unfortunately the problem is is that a lot of the flat earthers also are highlighting truths about you know the the military industrial complex the um you know politics and, and geopolitics and everything that goes on that all of us we like to speak about and as you said jonathan you know all of the fringe topics so to say and so it's kind of like if you can you know um infiltrate these movements these so-called truth movements with these crazy theories then it's it's a great way to discredit anyone who is talking about about true things you know because because there's that association that people will have you know they think you're talking about 9-11 truth and they'll say, well, you know, there's a, a bunch of flat earthers who also talk about that. So, you know, they're <laughs> yeah, just totally. the, they're just flat earthers, you know. It's kind of like yeah. that, I think. And there's yeah. that uh, there's that phrase, the truth movement. 
<clears throat> which I had, you know, always associated with like 9-11 investigations. But now people say that they're truthers, you know, about anything. Uh, yeah. And, and not that it needs to only apply to 9-11 either. I'm just saying that's what I had. It, it had entrenched in my mind as, as being associated with that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's frustrating to have all these uh, divisions come up. Like you can almost picture Agent Smith and Agent Johnson, you know, having their, a little launch party for the Flat Earth Movement. You know, like <laughs> they, they launched the program. Here we go. Well, uh, there's actually some evidence uh, for that. Well, I, I, I've been told. I shouldn't, uh, you know misrepresent here but i was reading about um there was this one guy who said that people who had kind of uh, a history of kind of looking into fringe topics on youtube apparently started getting fed as suggestions these flat earth videos and apparently they just kind of popped up out of nowhere um which really kind of speaks to the fact that this might be some kind of like you know um psyop kind of uh, situation where it's like they created all these flat earth videos and started feeding them to a possibly susceptible sort of population um, who's yeah. using YouTube. Um, I noticed that. And there was probably other things too. Yeah. It didn't seem like it came up within like a year, maybe. Yeah. It yeah. went from it, like, it really seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah. I heard whispers of a flat earth movement and then it was everywhere. Like yeah. in no time at all. I think it was apparently um, it was after Obama said something in his speech about comparing. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he compared some sort of fringe movement to the Flat Earth Society, and then from that point onward, apparently, you know, the Flat Earth Society, you know, gained traction and stuff, and and it just kind of appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Now it's just such a big thing; it's a massive thing, you know, like. As Doug said earlier, there's celebrities who are openly coming out and saying that the Earth is flat, and it's yeah. kind of like this is getting so much um, media attention. It's like, well, why is this? Yeah, I, I, I would encourage them. Like, if you get, <clears throat> um, how do I say this? If, if you're tempted to get into like a scientific argument with somebody who's who wants to talk about flat Earth, like, just don't. You know, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. There's a big truck driving by here. I just had to mute myself for a moment. All right. Uh, yeah, just avo avoid that because it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, it, it may here and there, but rarely. Uh, it's just not going not gonna to happen. I think what is more kind of interesting and fruitful as an investigation, if you're going to have a discussion with somebody, is ask them where this leads. Okay, let's say that you think the earth is flat. It's a giant conspiracy. Everybody's being lied to. Where does that lead? What does that mean? You know, if we uncover it, what does it mean? What does it mean for you, you know, or your your family or, or you know, society at large? And I have I <clears throat> only saw one guy and I'm not saying there's not more, but I personally came across one who had an answer to that. And his answer was that it would result in world peace, you know, that once <laughs> the lies were exposed, that everybody would yeah. realize that we're all one humanity, you know, and it was like, you got to be effing kidding me for real. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Um, yeah, similar. So, well, it's just like, Sorry, so we disagree ahead. on that point, you know, but it, it, other ones too, it's like, um, it, it makes like the whole simulacra thing I think is, is kind of fascinating, but in, in a way it takes away from the beauty of what is actually happening around us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when you, when you go out and you really look at, uh, the geometric patterns that are expressed in, in, uh, in plants and trees, 
you know, or you look at the mm. way that there's a symbiosis in the, in the, in the soil, um, you know, or, or how, uh, you know, water columns, uh, behave in, in giant bodies of water, things like that. They're really fascinating that I think that the, the edge is taken off of them by some of this discussion mm. where it becomes like, dude, just look around you and experience the world. I don't care if it's flat around, uh, it, it's beautiful <laughs> right here, you know? And, and that I think is bothersome because then, yeah, you come across as somebody who's just like, oh, well, I don't care. I don't care what the truth is. Um, but that's mm-hmm. not true either. I do. I just, it's just, uh, yeah, it's a hard discussion to have. In, in my yeah. experience, one of the, um, one of the explanations, well, a question that I asked because I was really curious was um, who benefits from this? You know, I think that's something that we should all always ask because it can lead to some interesting conclusions. But so, you know, the idea or the way that they explained it was that the government and NASA, um, it, in fact, it linked back to the Jesuits and the Freemasons and the Illuminati, <laughs> but uh, as, as it always does, you know. But apparently, so they they benefit because they because humans or the earth is the center of the universe and so they want us to believe that we're such a small planet and that we're insignificant whereas actually we're really special (laughs) and that um and that yeah if they can if they can um make us believe that the earth is flat then it keeps us controlled and i guess it along probably along similar lines is what the person you said, Jonathan, uh, about maybe it would lead to world peace or something. Um, and I, I kind of probed further to ask, you know, what, what, what do they gain from having us believe that the earth is flat as compared to the earth is round? So like, how yeah. could, how would the situation, how would the human situation differ in any way? if we believe the earth, earth was flat and it, they, they, they couldn't really answer that. They just kind of said, well, you know, uh, think, and that, that was it. I think maybe like it has to do with the idea of it being such a controlled environment. Like, did you guys ever see the Truman show? Yes. Yeah. So it was basically like this story about a guy who is essentially, he doesn't know it, but he is in a TV show. And everything around him is all actors. The entire town that he lives in um, is completely uh, fabricated. It's a set somewhere. And he lives his whole life, you know, um, trapped in this kind of TV show and doesn't realize it. Although the the story is about him kind of waking up to that fact. But it's kind of like I kind of see that people who ascribe to a lot of these particular conspiracy theories seem to kind of have that that perception of the world like the, the the whole thing is a show being put on for their benefit you know it's kind of like the idea that the the flat earth is a completely controlled environment and everything in it is false and you're just being fed you know ev- everything that you see is is actually um a lie um you know it it's it, it seems to be that there is this kind of psychological um perspective it's, it's kind of like a narcissistic perspective, actually, is that that you are the center. So it's not only that the Earth is the center of the universe, but you are the center of the universe. And that everything is being presented to you um, in for your benefit or detriment or something like that. Like, like everything is being presented to you um, and none of it is actually real. 
it's kind of I think it takes other forms too you know I think um, you know in, in certain forms of uh, schizophrenia and stuff people think that they're being communicated to in some way and that they're very important um, but yeah it's, it's, it's kind of this weird kind of psychological take on reality yeah it, if I may add some some levity with a South Park example <laughs> there was the one where uh, Cartman infiltrated the NSA because he was convinced that they had a huge file on him and he wanted to find it. And then they were like, no, we just designated him fat and unimportant. <laughs> you know, reminds me of that. It, it, and I had that thought for many years, you know, um, I used to be, uh, I guess I still have these leanings, but what you would consider just a classical tinfoil hat conspiracy guy like that, mm. that was my MO for many years. Hollow earth. I was super into the hollow earth theory. That's a whole other <laughs> one. I don't know if you guys remember that one. But, uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah uh, you know, the UFOs, uh, hyperdimensional things, uh, uh, cryptozoology, all of that, anything I could soak up, I just soaked it up because I thought it was really fascinating. But then there comes a point where not that it's not so much that you have to let childish things go. It's just that you, you realize that a certain amount of these things are entertainment and some of them are real and what becomes really interesting is the process of learning how to discern those things mm -hmm. you know so there are some things that are super bizarre that would completely blow your mind that are totally real um and if you let those taint the way you think so that you start thinking everything is a simulation uh you lose the ability to discern between what is what, what should be fascinating and what should not be Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. some things that seem fascinating that you will only just spin your wheels on and get sucked into for years and years. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so I think that's the, the interesting part of the process. So that's why I throw out examples like Manchurian candidate, I think totally possible person, mm -hmm. you know, um, large scale actors like the, like the Florida nightclub shooting that happened that having been staged, I don't think so. Um, yeah. but can you, you know, talk about these subtle differences with people it's it's very difficult um yeah what's well, that I, idea I of co-opting your brain with things and making you obsessed with it and then that the idea of that mental disintegration of being completely closed off to other possibilities that maybe it's mm -hmm. not that yeah mm-hmm yeah i think that's a, a really important point it seems like a lot of these people do go a form of mental disintegration but then they they don't really tend to reintegrate it's it's like um it's almost like when someone has the capacity or they unintentionally come across information that shatters their world view um i think it can be scary i mean i know it's scary for, for all mm. of us it's scary um but i think there's a certain degree of of sort of whether it be like strength or whatever it is, a certain characteristic that can drive a person to carry on seeking the truth, despite the the horrible sensations that come with that often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I th I think, well, Doug, you you wrote a really good article on this uh, a while back. I think it was in 2013, but. It seems like the idea that a lot of these people have um, that that everything is controlled, everything is directed by a hidden hand, by by a mm -hmm. human agency, is really quite safe and comfortable for people. Um, you know, when I think 
when you when you are led to believe or when you ascribe to the belief that everything that's wrong with the world is due to this this sort of um the illuminati or the jesuits or nasa or whoever you want to say that it is because there's all kinds of theories you know whether it's the jews or you know all of these things they they try to place all of the responsibility for the issues that humanity faces on one group of people and i think Mm. that when they are when they um settle with the idea that it's this group of people who are essentially the cause of humanity's sufferings then um then it's it's almost like a scapegoat thing you know um Mm -hmm. it takes away the personal responsibility it takes away um the i guess the reality of this situation but i guess what uh, what am i trying to say i'm trying to say that um it's 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 a safe thing it's a safe belief and it's Mm -hmm. comfortable because it means that if only you could change, if only you could take down that group or if only you could, you know, protest the, against the government, everything would be right in the world. But that's just yeah. not the case. Yeah. Yeah. All it takes well, is electing the right president and then everything will be better. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about that distraction aspect of things for a minute. Because uh, like we were talking about, you know, maybe not all of these things, but some of the 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 areas of these different ideas like you know crisis actors fighters stuff like that having roots in cointelpro let's say they put a seed out there to see what it would do that kind of thing Mm. um and elliot you had mentioned that a lot of the people in in those camps are also talking about geopolitical stuff and like the military industrial complex but what i hear most is like the the giant lie the big lie that needs to be exposed is x it's whatever it is it's it's crisis actors or it's you know chemtrails or flat earth <clears throat> now we're saying these three things because they're clear examples but you there's a lot more examples of stuff like this mm-hmm. what it, what's not being discussed as the big problem is say like the military industrial complex that has killed hundreds of millions of people <laughs> since world mm-hmm. war one uh yeah. you know or or the or the fact that uh you know, so I'm not a nationalist, but that the United States is the infrastructure is crumbling, you know, and mm-hmm. or, or that, you know, um, there are uh, nations where, you know, people are so oppressed that you would never in a million years want to be born there, you know, to where you're talking like the ultimate lowest of the low suffering beating down of, of, of human existence that can possibly happen exists in the world is happening right now as we're speaking. Mm hmm. And it's it's a distraction from those things, I think, because, yeah. you know, yeah, you, you, you get you get sucked into the fantastical and you, you ignore the, the bloody and the real. Yeah. yeah. Or the I think the, the whole chemtrails phenomenon is a big uh, it points to that to what you're saying, Jonathan, very much so. Um, you know, the, the idea that, uh, you know, suddenly you start seeing around the mid mid to late 90s there was uh suddenly you started seeing contrails persisting it's like they're making these big streaks in the sky so it's like suddenly this this explanation pops up for it on the internet that um it's they're they're actually spraying you know that it's this poisonous stuff that the government is deciding that they they want to poison the population by you know letting (laughs) having it come out of the jet engines of uh, passenger planes which doesn't make any sense but anyway um 
it actually, you know, the, the, it, it kind of diverts people enough that, you know, they're seeing these things in the sky. And, I, you know, I think a lot of people didn't notice them until um, they started, they got pointed out. But, um, you know, the, the explanation that, oh, yeah, it's the government trying to poison us, it, it kind of stops people from actually looking into it more and investigating what might really be going on, which may actually be a lot more scary. You know, that the upper atmosphere is actually changing. It's getting colder. And it's like, well, why is that? And what is the effect, the ultimate effect of that? You know, it's like it, it diverts what's, what people are seeing into an easy explanation that uh, is almost more comfortable because it makes them think, well, you know, then, you know, at least somebody's in control and doing weather modification for the benefit of us all or something, something along those lines. So I think that, uh, that, you know, the, the idea that, um, that these these things are distractions. I think if you if you give somebody an answer, a lot of people out there will be satisfied with that answer, and it'll it'll cease any kind of um, curiosity or um, you know trying to investigate and, and trying to really get to the bottom of what's going on. Sure. Or all the other elements that are at play, like with the chemtrail thing, you know, the chemicals, the food, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the manipulation of the population. It's mm-hmm. it's not just one thing, and to hold all those things in your mind at the same time can be overwhelming. That that mm-hmm. it, it couldn't just e- easily be oh they're spraying us and that's that's the reason for everything. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's uh, I think Doug you had mentioned earlier too the ability to hold two seemingly divergent viewpoints, you know, or mm-hmm. maybe not viewpoints, but like hold these ideas and think about them. You know, yeah. the, the fact that, uh, yes, beautiful things happen in, in humanity and in nature, not like we're not part of nature, but you know what I mean? Uh, there are beautiful and wondrous things. There's compassionate, you know, actions that take place. Um, there's incredible things that you can see and experience. And at the same time, the, this planet is dark. It's a dark place, yeah. you know, <laughs> and humanity mm-hmm. is dark and super uh, twisted, you know, and, mm-hmm. and has... Uh, killed its own just just wanton destruction happen you know like so holding these viewpoints and saying like yes it's beautiful and it's dark the yin and the yang and being able to think about both of those uh, mm-hmm. at the same time um, that is harder than saying oh it's just one thing and so yeah I agree it's uh, it's 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 as comfortable to think that you have a savior as it is to think that you have a, a, an enemy I think. Mm-hmm. You know, so that it's clearly defined like deceiver, uh, almost like a a devil manifest that people think Mm -hmm. of as this, you know, uh, say Illuminati just to be super simplistic about it, but whatever you want to call it, you know, and then Mm -hmm. that's as comfortable as thinking that somebody's on their way to help in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like a similar mindset to someone who converts to a religion, you know, a monotheistic religion to see that there is some all powerful overseer you know who who is essentially directing and controlling everything it's it's it takes away um the 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 emphasis from the individual and places it on some higher power outside of oneself whether like as you said jonathan whether that's uh, a benevolent god or a malevolent devil you know and that could be in the form of like the illuminati but it still takes away the emphasis uh, takes away the importance of the individual and places it on some higher, you know, external entity. Yeah. 
totally. I well, mean, I there, think. Uh, it, oh, go ahead, Doug. Please, sorry. No, I was just going to say that I think he said it earlier, Elliot. That it, it kind of um, alleviates responsibility to a certain extent. You know, if I can blame all my problems on this kind of monolithic entity, then you know, then then I'm absolved of responsibility. Well, how could I? How could anything be different? How can I do anything? Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong about this. Was it George Carlin that said that the really terrifying idea is that it's all just chaos? And you're on your own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he did. That's what people can't handle. Um, yeah. But I think that's true. Yeah. I mean, th- there are some higher orders, if you want to put it that way, in the sense of like geometry works, right? Mathematics mm. work. Um, things like that that are you would call like systems um, that are not necessarily chaotic. Uh, but I'm getting out of my depth here. But it, your existence on this planet is chaotic and you are definitely on your own until you've, you know, mm-hmm. maybe find some like-minded people. But maybe, maybe that's mm-hmm. where these guys are, uh, you know, men and women are coming from, uh, that, uh, they're just trying to find like-minded people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I agree. There's something deeper going on there, but I wonder if that's one of the impulses is like, Oh, you think that too? Let's hang out. Hmm. It's, I think with the specifically or especially with the crisis actors thing as well, I think, you know, we've said it's it's more comfortable. But I think also the idea that there are people in the world who can happily just go and shoot up a bunch of innocent people um, mm-hmm. and be fine with that. You know, I think that's so scary. You know, most yeah. of us have never come across someone who is like that or that we have seen act like that yeah and i think that mm. it, there's a lot of projection that goes on i think that people tend to project their own inequalities onto the masses of everyone else and to to sort of to acknowledge the fact that there are some really horrible psychopaths in the world it, mm. it it's it's really scary and they walk among us and it could happen at any time it's it's kind of like that is just so scary for people that they fabricate this idea that it all must just be a lie. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like they do this just to, to avoid feeling the suffering, you know, feeling mm-hmm. the pain, the, the acknowledgement that the, the world is not necessarily the way that you believe it to be with your eyes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I yeah. think that's a really good point. I think that, totally. uh, it, I think, I think that probably does explain a lot of the, the kind of the psychology behind, this whole idea that uh, that they that these people who are, are suffering and and you know being killed and it's it's just so gruesome and it, it you know oh it's like I can't deal with that and and therefore I'll latch on to something that explains it all away oh they're all actors it's all faked it's like I, I it it just keeps me from having to deal with that yeah what's really fascinating about that too like so the actors thing specifically would. <laughs> would not the people who take this job be really messed up? Wouldn't they be the darkness that you're trying to like avoid thinking about? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that yeah. could be explained away with that. The, you know, Oh, they're just in it for the paycheck. Like, yeah. yeah. But that's still screwed up. <laughs> it's real. Well, yeah, it is. You're right. Unless they think it's a movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Wouldn't they? <laughs> They'd have to give them like <laughs> send them away to some remote corner of the planet after that, then because I know. they'd be like, "Wait a minute, I'm on the front page of this paper." <laughs> <laughs> See, we're I getting into the loop. That's exactly what happens when you, when yeah. you discuss it. Yeah. So yeah. I think that psychopathy is is really yeah that's an important angle to all this because uh, anybody 
of our listeners probably more than a few have had an encounter with a psychopath or a sociopath at some point in their lives, whether you knew it or not. If you did know it and you had a bad experience, uh, you know that there's a certain point at which your mind breaks because you couldn't have possibly imagined that that would be true. Mm. You know what I mean? It, where, uh, like gaslighting, for instance, the reason gaslighting works is because people don't want to believe that it that it works. Yeah. And and when it's really? done, when the process is done, you're you're done. You're you're broken. Um, mm. And that's that's really terrifying. So yeah, the idea that you know, like uh, have had that discussion with um with people in the religious community before uh specifically like protestant christian you know and talking about um the idea that there are people out there who hurt people because they think it's fun and they're like no you know that's the that's the devil people aren't like that i'm like well kind of i guess you know you could call it the devil if you want to get uh you know archetypal about it um but uh yeah is this uh real reluctance to admit you know that somebody in a in a human body could do that yeah yeah i i think that that's true i think it's uh you know it, it's like elliot was saying before you know we i think we tend to project our own psychology onto other people you know so it's kind of like you have this automatic bias to assume that other people think like you or feel like right. you or all, all these other kinds of things so it's like you know, even if you allow for some kind of level of nuance there, the idea that, that somebody could be so cold and unfeeling and have absolutely no conscience and it, it's it, it's very difficult to actually – like even reading about psychopaths and stuff, I don't know if I really understand it, you know, like really deeply, totally understand it um, yeah. just because it, it is such a uh, – it, it goes against kind of your own perceptions. Totally. I, I had an experience where, of course – everybody remains nameless, but, uh, a, a, uh, couple in, in another state, in another time in my life who I had hung out with, uh, we were ostensibly friends, right? The man became, uh, jealous. He thought that I was interested in his girlfriend. Uh, long story short, I left town, started getting emails from her saying, hi, how are you doing? How's life? Blah, blah, blah. So I responded and said, how are things with you? Again, long story short, come to find out he had broke into her email account and was emailing me as her trying to find out if I would like, you know, flirt or try to get her to move where I had moved, you know. Um, And there was that moment just like, is this really happening? (laughs) You know, I can't believe it. I think we've all had experiences like that. And that is the teaching moment Mm -hmm. that there are people out there. And as hard as it is to go through it at the time it's important to know essentially, you know, when you're going through it, you have all these conflicting feelings and emotions. And like you were all saying, like you don't want to think that, that the world is that evil, but then when you interact with it, it's, it's like at some point you have to accept that, that it is. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's where, you know, disintegration starts to happen because you keep trying to, put it push it out of your mind no it couldn't be like that it can't be this bad it, it'll get better if i just if i'm nice to this person or you know on and on and on and it can be mentally exhausting hmm. totally yeah and that's <clears throat> i feel like when, when you approach life and thinking about reality you have to almost uh, in, in my mind i like this little like you know you have your own little kind of memes or ways you think about things 
this is going to probably sound really cheesy, but I like to think of the movie 300, you know, and when they're, when they're standing their ground against the Persians and that's, that's you against life, you know, you got to put your feet down. It's probably going to kill you, but you know, you take, you just take it, you just take it anyway. Um, you don't complain about suffering and you don't complain about things that are uncomfortable. Mm. So it, you know, but that seems to be a, a big part of this is where, it's it's a form of complaining in my mind uh, it might be hard to explain but the idea of explaining away things you know that make you uncomfortable um is, is kind of like the similar vein mm. of just kind of sitting there and being like yeah this sucks you know i don't know that, that's kind of how it feels to me hmm. that adversity mm. is a good teacher yeah no, it's interesting is they'll come back, like, again, to one of our examples, flat earth, flat earth people will come back and say, you're uncomfortable. You know, you're uncomfortable with the idea that the earth is flat and you're the one who can't handle it. So, True. again, we have that wall that you hit, you know. <laughs> is that like the the Arctic wall that surrounds the entire Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big ice wall that's guarded by NASA and uh, <laughs> the CIA, I think, armed guards. Yeah. I mean, like, I think uh, we had discussed this previous to the show too, that um, proselytizing is kind of another aspect of this to where like, okay, so I think extra extraterrestrial life is, is possible and, and, and likely, um, but I'm not walking mm. around being like aliens are real, bro. You know, prove it, prove <laughs> they're not, you know, just prove it. Prove that they're not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas, the end you know, is nigh. Yeah. Uh, I, I know if I, I know a few people who subscribe to the flat earth theory who are, you know, we have been friends before that. And so we continue to have discussions and stuff. Um, and they're not like that per se, but I see a lot of people that are like that super antagonistic about it, you know? Yeah. Well, just look at like a, a flat earth. So there's like Twitter stream or Facebook page or something like that. And it's just like this constant bombardment with, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of proselytizing for sure. Or, you know, Screaming or the chemtrail thing too, you know. Oh, God, oh it's just yeah. the chemtrails. Oh, it's just the chemtrails. They're poisoning. <laughs> That's why people are getting sick and dying, and the crops won't grow. And yeah, because nobody got sick or died before chemtrails showed up. <laughs> yeah, but again, it began with the chemtrails thing. It, it kind of, I, I feel like it kind of comes. It's like a, a gig. You know, avoiding taking personal responsibility. It's like, you know, as, as you just said, it, it, they, it, it's like they believe that if there were no chemtrails, everyone would be healthy. But it completely mm -hmm. takes away their responsibility of maintaining health, you know, doing mm -hmm. the things, actually doing things to, to try and be healthy, which takes mm -hmm. life changes, you know, which means actually you having will and determination and, and, and putting effort into living your life in a way that is conducive to health. It's, it's mm -hmm. like they, you know, they they avoid that. And, and oh, it, yeah. I think it's comfortable for them because they, you know, they probably go along with the, the idea that, oh, there's nothing you can do because there's chemtrails. It's like, well, there's lots of things that you could do. <laughs> and even if there were mm -hmm. chemtrails, then there would probably still be lots of things that you could do. But you don't want mm -hmm. to do it because you don't want to change your life. You know, you're too comfortable with your life as it is. I think a yeah, lot of sure. the time that's, you know, that's involved. 
Yeah, I think that you even see that when people get um, who who are very comfortable in their diagnosis when they get diagnosed with some kind of disease or something like that. Like they don't, um, you know, basically they're, they they just put give themselves over to the doctor. And it's like I will do what you say to save me. And it's like it's it it there is a certain level of kind of resignation and and yeah, comfort in that. It's kind of like well, you know, there's there's nothing I can do. It's in somebody else's hands now. It's like a totally giving up of, of any kind of personal responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, weird anecdote, but I met a guy once who was a uh, Buddhist monk. And uh, he was in his 70s. And he had said that when he was young, a young man, like in his 30s, he had been diagnosed with cancer. And that he, he laughed at the doctor and walked out of the hospital. <laughs> and, that, and there you have it. Now he's in his 70s, you know. <laughs> you're just like so i i don't want to sound like i'm recommending doing that but i think that that's a uh that, that's an example of that you know like just because somebody tells you something even if they're coming from a position of authority you know you don't have to acquiesce right away you don't have to believe that but again we come yeah. up against that really fascinating where they're using this this argument too you know it's just because everybody says the earth is round bro you don't have to believe it you know, yeah. I know I'm using bro a lot, but it, it's, no, I, it, and I laugh every time you do it too. <laughs> it's like, don't tase me, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, I think yeah, it's, uh, it's loopy. sorry. Go on. No, it's just it it loopy is. in the sense that it loops. You know, it continues to to loop back around. Yeah, well, I think that's why you kind of have to um, acquire knowledge for you know, lack of a better, um, way of putting it. It's kind of like you, you need to, you need to know why the earth is round. And I mean, I don't think that necessarily requires going into all kinds of very complicated mathematics or anything like that, but at least j just get an idea of why what you observe around you is evidence that we live on a round earth and, you know, get an idea of why when you look up in the sky and you see persistent contrails, that isn't evidence that the government is poisoning us. You know, it's, it's like, it, it it you know otherwise it's just arbitrary right and you're just picking a side i i think that um you know you 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 kind of have to kind of exercise your brain at least a little bit to a to a certain extent to try and uh, you know understand the world that you see around you like to me it it just seems it, it, the whole flat earth thing is the most ridiculous one it just seems completely out there but i have seen people who have written very intelligent books on certain subjects or something yet they will subscribe to the um, chemtrails theory. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, like you know, what's going on? Like you, you wrote this great book about like, you know, um, I don't know, politics or, or, or something along those lines. But then it's like as soon as you cross over into this other area, it's like all of a sudden your brain power just gave up or something. I don't know. It's just like, you know, you look into it. Like, you know, don't just subscribe to this. You know, I know about politics, but I don't know about, um, you know, why – uh, the contrails are persisting. Therefore, I'll just kind of um, jump onto this this other conspiracy thing. I don't know. It's yeah. it's a weird thing. You see it well, a I lot think... in health news too. Like yeah. you'll read a yeah. really good article about, say, GMOs or even vaccines, and then they'll throw the chemtrails thing in there, and it just completely throws me for a loop. It's like, wait, you yeah. had a really good basis for an argument here, and then you just threw the whole thing out the window with that. Yeah, that's like um, Jeffrey Smith, who's done all that amazing GMO uh, research and really digging into it and actually exposing all this stuff and all the different studies that normally people wouldn't get a chance to read or anything and, and talking about them. And then, 
you know, he, he, he's a guy who just seems to like, you know, he, he's all about just getting the word out there. So any opportunity to speak, he will take it. And mm-hmm. it, I saw him, he was at some like, uh, like chemtrails conference. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, why are you associating with these people? And it's like, and I think it is just because he kind of really, he isn't discriminating. He's just kind of really just wants to get the word out there. And, you know, the whole chemtrails, there, there is an angle to that whole thing where it's like, well, they're poisoning the earth, so only GMOs will be able to grow. And that's like, okay, do you have any evidence yeah. for that? Like, honestly. <laughs> but, yeah. um, and, and it's kind of like, well, you know, since it's talking about GMOs, okay, I'll speak there. And it's like, it, right. it, I, I think he doesn't realize how much credibility he loses by doing that. What's like I, th- the, I think. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, I was I was just gonna say that yeah. I think one of the problems with these researchers, or with a lot of people who can simultaneously like, you know, they can write a really good book or a really well researched article and then just describe to these crazy sort of ideas with very little evidence. I think. Mm. Uh, it, it, I think one of the most important things here is that. I think a lot of these people, or I'd say everyone, should try to get a very basic understanding of just some important concepts in human psychology. You know, and that's something mm-hmm. that researchers don't tend to do. If they focus on GMOs, if they focus on health, they don't necessarily try to understand the way that the human brain or the mind operates. And so I think when someone doesn't have just some basic ideas of how our mind works, then they they open themselves up to lots of these um, these faulty ways of thinking, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. like Laura Light Yajik, you know, when I first read her books, um, it was the Wave series. Uh, I I it, it gave me such a different perspective, and it kind of highlighted the importance that each individual, when they are um, researching these things and trying to understand how the world actually works is to refine one's thinking ability you know to, mm-hmm. to think with a hammer so to speak yeah you try to understand how each of us and none of us are um we're all susceptible to this but these mm-hmm. these biases these unconscious beliefs these these underlying um psychological aspects that we we all sort of have that can skew our thinking and so it's so important for people just to try and you know get some basic education in this and it doesn't mean go and study for a psychology degree just read some books on it and it will give you Mm -hmm. a bit more perspective on you know the the fact that you can't really trust the way that you're thinking a lot of the time Mm -hmm. yeah i guess be okay with being wrong you know after researching and oh maybe i was mistaken about that or i was wrong essentially yeah yeah Yeah. not funny how like you can uh the the quickest and easiest way to set somebody on fire is like to to call them a liar you know (laughs) instantly you got an aggressive confrontational situation where and i don't know if like if maybe I'm a little damaged because this is the way that I think, but if somebody calls me that, I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm not going to go crazy on it. It's kind of like, what do I care whether you think, you know, that I'm, unless it's a very close personal relationship where you're invested in, yeah, we need to be on the same page here. But most of the time it's like, whatever, whatever you want to think about me is fine. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's kind of uh, an attack on credibility. I think is a pretty, 
a pretty uh, strong way of attacking someone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, Doug, you had mentioned the, uh, you know, <clears throat> the fact that people are like crossing disciplines like this guy uh, who was talking about chemtrails and GMOs. Uh, it makes me think of who's the um, natural news guy, the health ranger. Oh, Mike, Mike Adams. Adams. Mike Adams. Yeah. yeah. And he posts a lot about like false flag and stuff. And he's just so kind of incendiary. I feel like uh, it just seems and his images, like he posted something recently about the Mandalay Bay shooting and the image, the thumbnail image on Facebook was, you know, five things that don't add up or something like that about the shooting. But then below it was all of his natural news promo stuff, yeah. you know, mm. learn more about this, click here to get that. And I was like, dude, that is low. I mean, that's really <laughs> like, you know. But it's almost like, like casting a wide net. So say somebody has questions about something health related, because I used to read his site a lot. Yeah. And then you just cast this wide net, you get everybody in, and then you herd them in the direction of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? A certain direction. It is a psychological operation. You know, say a mom wants to find out about side effects to vaccines, and all of a sudden, you know, she's believing that there's chemtrails or the flat earth yeah. or whatever it is. It could be anything. It's just, it's really like there's so much information. It can be an overload. And then, it's like it's like that theory of junk mail coming into your brain. When do you start filtering out the things yeah. that that aren't beneficial? Yeah, yeah. And I wonder how yeah. you know, Elliot. You had brought up the psyop idea earlier. I think that that's definitely possible. I wonder how much of it is that, and how much of it is just human nature combined with the fact that you know, like very few people read and write anymore. Uh, you know, these kind of developments in society that we're going digital, we're going less than two minutes of attention span, you know, how much of it is really just that. Um, but that again, you know, if you want to look at both, it's a, it makes for fertile ground for a psyop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's effective. Yeah, I mean, I'd say bravo. You know, if that's what's going on, <laughs> like, good, good job. Cause it's working. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, the whole Mike Adams thing is very interesting because I, I think he does do that kind of thing. You know, it's like it's his articles are all very um, ranty and subjective in a lot of ways. And it's like somebody who's just looking for information, they might get some of that. But I mean, you, you kind of really have to take uh, his articles with a, a grain of salt because he does tend to kind of detour into um, other areas. Um, and he, he seems to be big on the whole idea that um, – you know, there's well, actually, I don't know if he still is. I haven't actually read him in a long time, but I know he used to talk about kind of like um, trying to like the, the the conspiracy to kind of reduce the population, which is another sure. big one. Like you come across mm-hmm. that a lot. It's like the whole reason for this is because they're trying to reduce the population. You know, the whole reason that GMOs exist are because they want to people to eat them and get sick, and then um, you know, then they'll have to get pharmaceutical drugs, and then then they'll die, and that'll reduce the population, et cetera, et cetera. And it's kind of like the, the, it goes back to that whole idea that there is this this omnipotent, all controlling evil force that's that's trying to you know have all these devious ways of 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 kind of achieving its its ends. And I don't think that that necessarily doesn't exist, but I also don't think that it's as intelligent as people tend to ascribe to it. You know, I think or well a lot of times. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because you know, behind the scenes, there's going to be all these 
competing factions and, and one person wants to do this for this reason and another person wants to do it for another reason and somebody doesn't want it done and et cetera, et cetera. Like, so I think, um, uh, where was I going with that? Yeah. The, like, so I, I think that, um, a lot of the time people aren't seeing the fact that it's actually just chaos and that, um, you know, if, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. I think if you follow the money trail, a lot of times a whole lot can be explained about what you're seeing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that it isn't necessarily that it's, it's, it's nefarious. It's just like, we're going to make a lot of money off of this. You know, GMOs, if we control, if we patent every seed that's out there and everything that gets grown and put in a grocery store is, is, is pro, we're gaining profit from that. Let's do it. You know, it's not, yeah. it doesn't necessarily require, Hey, this is going to make people sick. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like the classic psychopathic corporate corporate model. Mm-hmm. Just watch the corporation, the documentary. Yeah. 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 Pretty. That's what I always tell people when they kind of go there on those topics. Just watch the corporation, and we'll have a discussion later about it. Yeah. 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 Well, it's definitely. I mean, this point has been made a lot, but it's not like conspiracies don't exist. You know, like people people meet and they plan things, you know, uh, and even evil things and even giant things that you couldn't possibly wrap your head around, you know, like international mm-hmm. business leaders getting together in a room, like, okay, we need to pull 1.4 trillion out of East Asia this year. How are we going to do this? Some people are going to die. Yeah. You know, those kind of things, I'm yeah. sure they go on, For uh, sure. you know, but it's not like they're, they're just trying just like everybody else to control what they can. They just have a ton more power than we do. Um, mm. But, it, you know, it's not like they're manipulating reality, per se, I, I don't think. Uh, maybe there are other things outside of our realm, you know, that are, but uh, I don't know. Uh, and I'm not going to try to tell you that I know. But, yeah, um, yeah it's real. It's muddy ground. Uh, so it's real important in all of this to maintain some discernment and some open-mindedness so you don't become an authoritarian follower by accident. You know, I think that's <laughs> yeah. another... <laughs> that's another thing that can happen too yeah absolutely so <clears throat> of course now the uh, the gun control debate is another one that's you know raging after Las Vegas yeah. and that's a minefield yeah and I, I think it's too simplistic to like I mean you know so many people are like oh yeah this, it's a false flag for the purpose of trying to institute gun control when all everything shows that anytime one of these incidents happens, gun sales go up. Yeah. So it's like it's it's if that's really what they're trying to do, they're going about it the wrong way. Yeah. Well, and the fact that the you know, let's say that it was that guy and he had those guns, they were illegal guns. You know, so what's yeah, you know, yeah. What's already a lot. Gun control gun control do. Do yeah. 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 So it's funny because I. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just surprised uh, at, at how quickly the the. Well, I mean, I guess I should be surprised at how quickly it comes out, but I came across some some actors' theory stuff on the uh, the the whole Las Vegas shooting, and it's like they had found an ad for some agency based out of L.A. for um, actors' work in um, in Las Vegas coming up. So it's like you know, for them, of course, this was like hardcore proof that uh, that everybody involved in the Las Vegas incident was an actor. Yeah. Man, talk about confirmation bias. Yeah, Yeah. for real. Yeah. Yep. 
it's it's it really is fascinating for me anyway to see how someone can jump from something like that, like an ad. <laughs> an ad. Yeah. Well, for instance, okay, let's take it back to the subject of the flat Earth. I have had people say to me that because NASA has admitted that they um, that they edit or they Photoshop um, images of planet Earth, that that is somehow evidence for the fact that the Earth is flat, and it's like jumping so far mm. from one thing to another, and it's like it's like. We spoke about this before, but it, it really is that they cannot hold two simultaneous ideas um, at, at once. You know, it's it's like, okay, we know that NASA, a lot of what they say is, is, probably, um, is probably a lie. You know, it's probably manipulated in some way, and they probably lie to us just like any other agency does. That's, that's not a secret. We know this. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to say that... Just because they Photoshop the images somehow means that the Earth is flat. I mean, it's just complete. I just don't know where it comes from. Reaching. Yeah, yeah, it's reaching yeah. It's a big jump. For sure. Well, I think, I mean, I hate to be a bummer, but I think we're just going to see more and more of this, more and more disintegration among groups and, and in people's minds individually. It's like... Um, <laughs> I'm almost nostalgic for the day when there was a left and a right, and that was the Hegelian dialectic was the problem. You know, dude, there's more. It's not just the left and the right. There's more viewpoints. Now it's like there's too many lefts and too many rights. Yeah. It's it's just blown up to the point where you just can't – you can't even complain about the dialectic anymore. It's just uh, (laughs) – everybody's fractured. Where do flat earthers fit in that dialectic? Yeah. Are they liberals or conservatives? <laughs> Pro-life. They're in between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was you know uh, maybe this is just a uh, an effect of having been young, right? Because I'm not that old. I'm 37. Uh, that uh, that it, I remember like in my teen years that uh, a lot of that discussion that came up was like if you're pro-life, you're a conservative, right? And if you're mm-hmm. if you're pro-choice, you're you're a Democrat. It wasn't even so much liberal; it was just Democrat. It was conservative and Democrat, you know, mm-hmm. or like you're pro-gun, you're pro-gun, you're anti-gun. And it was very like, and then you start to see like people have different views than that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, now now I'm repeating myself. It, what we've come upon is that ad infinitum, almost like a Mandelbrot of yeah. opposing sides. <clears throat> to now there are like a thousand different sides that oppose each other, and tomorrow there's going to be a million. And after that, a billion. Yeah. You know. How how do the flat earthers feel about the chemtrailers? <laughs> yeah, do they, do they like see eye to eye on that, or I wonder? Can they can they fit chemtrails into the whole flat Earth position? I it's like dumb. Maybe the chemtrails are dumb maintenance. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's like it's glass treatment. You're really a, you're really choppy, you're Elliot. Choppy, Elliot. You want to try oh, reconnecting? Sorry. Oh, that's okay. You just sound like you're speaking a to a, a fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah the try fan. to reconnect. But yeah, like yeah. you said, what, uh, you know, how do those people feel about each other? It's so weird. You know, it's not something I want to spend a bunch of mental energy on, but it's a funny thought. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, even I don't know. going just... back to what you were saying, Jonathan, about back in the day when you had your pro-lifers and your pro-choicers, one of the things that always boggled my mind was how people were super pro-life, but then for the death penalty. Yeah. yeah. How you could wrap your mind around, it's okay to save a baby, but it's, I mean, it's it's good to save a baby, but it's okay to kill an adult. You know what I mean? Just that alone, I, I was like, I, I can't understand explain yeah, to me yeah. that. well there's the there's the fascinating thought experiment i don't remember what this there's a name for it um and uh, listeners may have heard this um before but there's a train approaching and you are standing next to a lever and the the track splits in two right and on one side are five men working on the tracks and on on the other side is one man working on the track do you hit the lever and kill the one man as opposed to the five Hmm. Um, so most people say I'll hit the lever because one, you know, five lives are more important than one. But then when you say same situation, but there's no lever, the train is coming, the men are behind you and you have the opportunity to push one man onto the tracks to stop the train of 99. Push one to stop it. Yeah. Onto the tracks. So there's no more lever splitting the tracks. Now the train is on one track. If it keeps going, it'll kill five men that are down the track, but there's one man standing next to you on this bridge, and if you push him onto the tracks, it'll stop the train. It won't <laughs> kill the other five, right? So <laughs> it, you can pick this apart, but the idea is they're okay with hitting the lever. The result is still murder, but not okay with pushing the man onto the tracks. There's that separation. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of where the the uh, the pro-life, pro-death penalty thing comes into play. <clears throat> So well, anyway, uh, they're okay with pulling a lever to kill somebody. It's kind of because you're you're psychologically distanced from it. Yeah, I guess so. Same, I mean, it kind of seems like with, somebody's going to die regardless. Whereas with yeah. the yeah, I don't know, murder somebody to 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 save five. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tricky one. Yeah, it is. It's a weird question, right? Because then you get into the value of life, and you know, or could you do something else to save everybody? You know, the elbows. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. So uh, these factions, going back to the idea of factions and splitting and splitting and disintegrating, I think it's just going to kind of keep happening. So I think the, the main thing I think that's important for people, at least what I feel is important for me, is to continue to keep whatever discernment is possible. What I find bothersome is o- over time that I find my thinking going more towards uh, withdrawal. Uh, from from these situations like I would much rather just turn my computer off turn the phone off and go fishing for a day and think about nature and think about life and not hear anything about what what's happening in the rest of the world and I realize mm-hmm. it sounds like I might be sticking my head in the sand I don't live my life that way but there are days where it's just like I just need it you know I don't want any of this yeah. like I don't want to talk to you about this you know if you're going to bring it up I'll talk to you next week you know, just like mm-hmm. leave it. Um, yeah. So I, re- it's probably kind of dissociating, but it, it, it's I, I, just being honest. I got to do that once in a while. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. Like to be confronted, like, <clears throat> when you're confronted that, with this kind of horrible. Yeah. Well, it, my concern is that that's going to become my, my, my entire life. <laughs> I'm just going to withdraw for a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I knew a think guy that's... actually who I was going to say I knew I that... knew a guy actually who his total his plan was to 
take off into the forest and like live off the land kind of thing. Like he just couldn't, yeah. couldn't take it anymore. And I was like, and, and I think it, it, when you take it to that extreme, it is um, kind of a, yeah, just like dropping out, you know, it's kind of like, Nope, I can't deal with this anymore. I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, yeah. It's a, it's giving up in a way. Yeah. Maybe, maybe to some extent, that's what. Uh, sorry, am I distorted again? No, you're good. No, you're, you're good. good. Yep. Okay, I was gonna say maybe to some extent that's that's kind of what is intended. If if this was some sort of a psyop, you know, is to just uh, feed through into the so-called alternative truth community so many radical ideas that someone eventually maybe they are interested in in finding out what is the truth but they just become so overwhelmed by all of it and so they end up just turning everything off and just completely blocking it all out you know i I can imagine it's it's probably a way to deter people from from looking into it probably because they just feel like there's no way they can ever find the answers so what's the point you know Mm. yeah 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 it's just it's it's a way of muddying the waters so much that it just makes the search almost impossible. Yeah, <clears throat> the way the way it feels in my mind is like I had heard a story uh, about this guy who was uh, he's a, a hunting guy that I follow, um, and uh, you know I follow his work or whatever like his writing and stuff. And he had been gone during nine eleven. Um, on a trip, on a hunting trip, and came back and then learned that 9-11 had happened. And was the feeling was just like, ah, I'm just going to go back, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm just going to go back out there. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah and that, that is, uh, while being aware that it's dissociative and it's, it's giving up, to do that 100% of the time to make your life that, where you just disconnect, I think is the wrong approach. But it's, uh, it's what concerns me is that I feel that, that I feel compelled to do that and then now i'm like <clears throat> where you know where's that feeling coming from uh and I, maybe I'm, I'm coming up against the the conflict the inner conflict about feeling like i i need to be involved because if everybody disconnects then we're all screwed <clears throat> right mm-hmm. so yeah. why contribute to that problem but at the same time i think it's okay to take a break every once in a while if you need to yeah. take a mental yeah. health day you know whatever the case may <laughs> <Yeah>. be <laughs> yeah. like it, honestly you know especially if you you know when you're reading sot regularly and you're seeing the state of the world like yeah i think it's totally normal to need a break you know it's like and i can, and i think it's also normal to have that impulse to be like i got to get away from this mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah i think i think um you know giving into it is uh yeah, it's it's not the best approach. I mean, really, realistically, you can't really escape that kind of thing anyway. I mean, that that stuff's going to find you unless you literally become like a mountain man in a cabin in the woods, just you know, no media, nothing. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I don't think in this day and age is totally realistic. I mean, I guess it's possible, but yeah. Yeah. <coughs> well, how do we get here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I think what you feel is similar. I think a lot of people go through that. Like you said, Doug, if you're reading the news every day, and um, for me personally, at, at some point, I start to feel numb to it all, and that's when I know I need to just kind of step away because it's like you read about another tragic thing, and it's 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 you don't feel anything, 
And mm. um, it sometimes that concerns me in and of itself. You know that mm-hmm. that that mm. that there has to be, as you explained, Jonathan, that yin and yang, that dark and light. Like there has to be an appreciation of the things that are beautiful, and the fact that it's fall or that it's summer. That you know what I mean. That there's that there are there is still beauty in the world, even though we are exposed to so much darkness. Yeah, you got to squeeze a little bit of light in there. Yeah. Yeah. And not to be on the whole other side, which is like, oh, it's all love and light and everything's good and it's fine and you create your own reality. I mean, I'm not encouraging mm. that at all. Yeah. But to find that that balance, to hold those two things, you know, that this is the world and, you know, there are psychopaths and there are people that are doing evil and committing evil and to be aware of it so that you're not caught off guard. Hmm. Yeah. It's like uh, this, again, may sound really cheesy, but it's like that classic kind of example of like a samurai. Right. I know that history is more complex than this, but you have this picture in your mind of somebody who is battle worn and ready to take on anything alert, disciplined, discerning, but can also sit down and, you know, contemplate a flower for an hour, Mm -hmm. that kind Mm -hmm. of thing, you know, but then can can defend themselves immediately like that kind of versatility and living on your toes and appreciating both sides of the spectrum. Maybe you should become a samurai. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe I am a samurai. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not really. <laughs> um, well, uh, should we go to uh, Zoe's segment? Zoe's got a really interesting segment for us today that we, uh, that we were going to play previously but haven't had a chance to yet. So uh, let's check that out and then we'll, we'll wrap up when we come back. Bye guys. Oops. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Pet Health segment of the Health and Wellness Show. My name is Zoya, and this week I decided to dwell into the area of unexplained and share with you a recording about many creepy mysteries surrounding the famous Skinwalker Ranch. After all, the Skinwalker Ranch has experienced it all, including events involving animals like encounters with strange creatures, cattle mutilations, apparent hauntings, uh, poltergeist activity, unexplained orbs of light, and more. This topic was mentioned before, but since it is so fascinating, no harm in mentioning it again. Enjoy and have a great weekend! You may have heard of Bigelow Ranch, also known as Skinwalker Ranch. This is a real place, with a lot of unexplained activity. In the year of 1951, a science teacher that taught locally near the Skinwalker Ranch, named Junior Hicks, launched an investigation of the land. His interest started when he and his students observed a large, unidentified object moving through the sky above the land of the ranch. In addition to being observed by Junior Hicks, His students also observed this unusual phenomenon. According to the research conducted by this teacher, he documented well over 400 individual signs of paranormal activity. While researching and documenting the unusual activity associated with the land, he stumbled upon Indian lore associated with Indian tribe known as Ute. 
He discovered that members of this particular tribe refrained from going near this land because of the fact that they believed it was cursed and possessed a large number of mythical creatures, which they referred to as skinwalkers. Not only did the Ute tribe avoid the land, they commonly referred to it as the Path of the Skinwalker. In Junior's investigation, he discovered that they had used this as a means of identifying the Skinwalker Ranch for hundreds upon hundreds of years. The Navajo Skinwalkers are believed to be witches that have the capability to shapeshift. However, these witches are not considered to be part of the living. In fact, they are considered to be spirits. As a result of this belief held by the Ute Indian tribe and the signs of paranormal activity that have been documented on and around the ranch, this land has quickly been dubbed as one of the most paranormal places throughout the United States. In 1994, Terry and Gwen Sherman purchased what is known today as the Skinwalker Ranch. It was their intent to purchase a large plot of land so that they could transform it into a cattle ranch. The couple was quite intrigued by the fact that the property had been abandoned and that it was exceptionally difficult to track the previous owners. As they explored the property before purchasing it, they discovered numerous deadbolt locks on the doors and the windows of the structure on the land. Once they reviewed the inside of the structure, they discovered the same types of locks on the cabinets within the kitchen area. The family found this quite unusual, but was awed at the potential of the property, so they proceeded with the purchase. It was not too long after the purchase of Skinwalker Ranch that the Sherman family started experiencing many signs of paranormal activity. The signs were numerous. Mysterious voices in and around the home and property calling the family out into the woods. A large amount of real UFO sightings. Unusual creatures that were claimed to be beastly in nature. And objects that would violently thrash about within their home. In addition to this, there are quite a few cattle mutilations. Terry and Gwen's herd consisted of 80 cattle, and in just two years, 14 of them were mutilated by an unknown source. In some instances, the signs of paranormal activity seemed to be related to unseen spirits. In other instances, they seemed to be related to UFO sightings that they were experiencing while living on the property. The following highlights some of the specific incidents that occurred at Skinwalker Ranch when the Sherman family resided and worked there. The first day the family arrived to move in their belongings, they had an unusual encounter with an exceptionally large wolf. This creature allowed the family to pet it. However, shortly thereafter it attacked a small calf. Despite numerous attempts to shoot the creature with both a handgun and a shotgun, the animal was not injured and eventually walked off into the woods. Terry Sherman attempted to follow the animal's tracks. However, eventually the tracks just stopped as if the creature had literally disappeared. Miss Sherman pulled up through the ranch and encountered yet another wolf that stood taller than the roof of her car. This was one of many large wolves that the Shermans claimed to have seen on the property. At times, the pasture on the ranch would become exceptionally bright, similar to that of a stadium. At other times, beams of light could be seen dancing around the land, from sky to ground. Occasionally, the family would smell a very distinctive, musky odor flowing through their home. It was not at all unusual for the Sherman family to wake up and discover large holes in crop circles throughout their land at Skinwalker Ranch. 
At times, an unusual sound could be heard. It was very loud and sounded as if it was machines running underneath the ground. It was not at all unusual for the family and nearby farmers to witness mysterious blue orbs flying around. The family noted that these orbs seemed to have intelligence of their own and were quite frightening. Many UFO sightings were reported during the time that the Sherman family resided on the ranch. The sightings included vessels that resembled RVs, spheres, and simply orange glowing lights. In one incident, the dogs that belonged to the family chased off one of the orbs that were often seen around the ranch. Shortly after going into some dense brush, he heard the dogs yelp. The next day, Sherman discovered that each one of the animals had been incinerated. There were many signs of paranormal activity that seemed to be both of this world and out of this world. Finally, the family had experienced enough and elected to flee the Skinwalker Ranch just two short years after purchasing the property. Despite the short amount of time that they were there, they now each possess a lifetime of devastating memories based on their experiences at what is now considered one of the most haunted places in the world. In the late part of 1996, the organization known as the National Institute of Discovery Science, or NIDS, elected to purchase the Skinwalker Ranch for $200,000 for the purpose and intent of researching the land. Signs of paranormal activity started immediately after the purchase. The very first night that the investigators started researching the land, they observed yellow orbs approximately 20 feet off the ground. Upon further inspection, they discovered an animal that appeared to be human climbing to the furthest reaches of a tree. They made an attempt to kill the creature as they suspected it was responsible for the mutilations. However, the animal was not harmed and simply ran off into the snow. As the investigations by the organization continued, several cattle mutilations occurred. When these incidents took place at Skinwalker Ranch, the investigators found it was done very quickly and with an extremely sharp object. During several mutilations, the researchers were within 300 yards of the murdered animals. When they researched the animals, they discovered that nearly 40% of all the mass associated with the cattle was removed without leaving behind one trace of blood. As time progressed, the researchers experienced UFO sightings, poltergeist activity, unexplained animals around the ranch, and various other signs of paranormal activity. The Skinwalker Ranch has experienced it all. Apparent hauntings, poltergeist activity, UFO sightings, cattle mutilations, crop circles, unexplained balls of light, presence of skinwalkers, aliens and a wide variety of other unusual forms of life. While it is a private facility that is only viewable from the gates that lead to it, it has drawn the interest of paranormal investigators for years. Many consider it to be one of the most haunted places in the world. Others consider it to be one of the largest hotspots associated with extraterrestrial life. The Skinwalker Ranch seems to hold many secrets, most of which pertain to the signs of paranormal activity that have abounded there for decades. To date, the cause behind the activities are, is still considered one of the world's greatest mysteries. These goats are scared. <laughs> Paranormal goats. <clears throat>
It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Thank you, Zoya. That brings me back to uh, staying up way too late listening to Art Bell. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The music sucked me in. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> awesome. Well, I guess, uh, you know, the topics that we covered today, we could certainly just talk about for hours, but uh, I think we'll we'll leave it where we are. Just keep your heads about you. Keep your wits about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Be sure to tune into the SOT Radio Show on Sunday at noon Eastern time. Go to radio.sot.net. Uh, have a great weekend. Bye. 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 Bye.